Welcome to Love in Your Life podcast, everyone. This is Dola Sala, your host. And today we have an interesting story. Um, last week we spoke about a guy who had enjoyed a career on the opposite end where he was already retired and he was reflecting back on the success or happiness that he experienced in having and having spent a lifetime, uh, a career time in uh, a field that he wasn't necessarily thinking that he was well suited to do. And he actually took the Berkman when he was on exiting his career and affirmed for himself that he was in the wrong career, but he made the best of it. Today, we have somebody on the opposite end. We have Eliza, and she is a young person who, um, at the age of 28, has only been out of high school for the past 10 years and has taken a little bit of a detour to get to where she is today. Uh, but she has an interesting story, and I'd like to start with asking Eliza to bring us up to speed on what was going on with her at the end of her high school years when she was having to make uh, the decisions. What was going on with her, her thinking, her family, her parents, um, and that kind of thing. Go ahead, Eliza. Yeah. Well, so um, you know, it's hard really to recount exactly certain things, you know, 10 years ago, but I do remember senior year, um, I really wanted to take a year off of, of school. I wanted to figure out kind of who I was and what I was interested in um, and what was, was doable instead of the dreamy world of, of um, you know, what, what I was thinking I was going to do. So I was a theater major in a performing arts school. Okay. And um, so for a very long time, you know, I had that actress dream and then senior year, it kind of sunk in. That, that would be a lot of hard, hard work. So <laughs> I wanted to take a year off to kind of explore my options. Um, but my, um, my parents were not, um, not very excited about that. They, um, you know, they, um, they wanted, I think their biggest fear was that I was never going. Um, so uh, they were, you know, too scared that, that I wouldn't find my way. So um, I did end up applying to a college and going uh, to college. Once I was there, though, I was kind of a, a lost little puppy. You know, I didn't really know exactly where I fit in or exactly who I was yet, what my interests were, or what I wanted to do as far as a career. So, and Alexa, just let me interrupt you for a second. This is not unlike a lot of people at your age and your stage that you're speaking of. Did you know anyone besides you that was confused that was in college and was thinking the same things? Probably. I don't want to be. Yeah, I mean, probably uh, there, were, there were quite a few of us, but everybody, um, you know, right after high school, everyone gets this big grand idea that they're about to become something, you know, and who doesn't want to? So, mm -hmm. it, you know, it was everyone um, just trying to, to make their own way. And at that time, you know, um, the trade schools weren't as popular as they, they are now. Um, there weren't many other options other than the only way to become successful is to go to college. Mm -hmm. So I, a lot of the friends that I hung out with, everyone was kind of dispersing in their own way. Nobody had that idea that they weren't going to go to college um, and they were just going to start working. But as you know, we and just clarify, um, you, you, your, your comments are right on. Um, everybody thinks that, you know, I have to go to college. Everybody thinks this is the track I've got to take. Doesn't matter whether I don't want to, don't know what I want to be when I grow up. But tell me about your, your, you are the last born? Yes, 
Um, how many? Um, a lot. <laughs> you know, everyone, uh, everyone in my family did go to college and everyone graduated. Okay, so yeah. that's, that's even more important to know because you were preceded by four other people who went to college, who did right. the, the typical thing, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's even more important why your parents probably thought, well, of course you're going to go to college, right? Right, right, right. So what happened? Uh, once I went to college, you mean? Yes. Uh, so I found myself... Um, lost you know so in my my high school um nobody nobody really prepared us for college you know on the walls of high school there was actually signs that said strive for 65 so strive for just passing and that's fine um so then once i got to <laughs> once i got to college um you know, you actually, you had to work and you couldn't sweet talk your way out of things. You couldn't, um, you know, take it till you made it. You know, you had to really do the work and buckle down. And I found myself getting into a lot of trouble, actually. I didn't know where I belonged. I didn't, I wanted to still. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, in college and freshman year, um, basically, I, I just wanted to figure out who I was and I, I did that the wrong way. You know, I, I started hanging out with people that, you know, didn't really have my best interest in mind. Um, and I didn't know my best interest, you know, so, and, and I had this arrogance about, about the world, you know, that, um, you know, I, I deserve this because I'm here and whatever, you know, and it, but there was no set path. There was no direction into where I was supposed to be, where I was supposed to fit in, and nobody in college was helping me figure that out. The majority yeah. of my professors were actually like, if you're not prepared to struggle, you're not prepared for this life. And I was like, well, I don't want to struggle. So, um, <laughs> you know? Oh my God, what a thing to say, right? What were your parents, were you informing your parents all along? Yeah, the I mean, they, they could clearly see that I was um, going through a tough time um so you know in that you know it's my first year of independence mm -hmm. and you know I, I was getting myself into a lot of trouble and they could obviously see that you know so i um you know i i was skipping classes i was getting letters sent home from school you know there were there was a, a time where i you know i was in the back of a, a police car and laughing because I couldn't get in trouble. It's fine. Nothing's happening. And I think that's when it sunk in that they were like, okay, this is the right path. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so then, then once I started saying, you know, this is not what I want. I don't want to be here. I'm forced in a bubble and I have no control over decisions of my own life. Mm -hmm. That, um, you know, they, they started to open up and listen at that point. They were like, okay, what is it that you want to do? And so I also didn't want to completely disappoint them. So it was... It's a that tough was, place to be, right, Eliza? What was that? It's a tough spot to be in, you know, wanting to please your parents, but knowing that you can't absolutely. do this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, you know, I didn't want to completely give up on their dream, but I also didn't want to sacrifice my own, especially because right. I didn't know what it was yet. So I decided to move back home and go to the community college instead. Um, once I was there, you know, I, I started really trying to think about 
what I was interested in. And one of my main things that I've always wanted, I've always wanted to be a mom. That's been a big thing of me. So I, you know, I, I would say, hey, I like that. How about I go into TV? Interesting. To a certain um, but again, it wasn't my passion. Once I was actually in that that setting, yes, you know, I there wasn't much that. Uh, you know, I, I realized, you know, I'll, I'll have my own kids and raise them my own way one day. <laughs> That's all satisfying my mom thing. <laughs> that works. So, so what was... So, uh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. So you, you came to the point where you said, okay, now, now, I'm, I'm, now I understand it. I'm not going to go into teaching. And so I'm not going to satisfy my kids want to be with kids thing that way. I'll just be a mom. Now what? How did the next development occur? So then I started realizing how much debt I'm procuring and trying to away <laughs> in college. Yes. And no, during this entire time, um, this is where I'm going to kind of go into how I got into the career I'm, I'm in now. Right. Um, entire time, you know, my entire adolescence and early adulthood, I had horrible cystic acne, really bad self-confidence issues, and virtuism, which is excessive hair growth. So I remember, like, figuring out, well, I want to kind of focus on myself and get myself. Oh, honey. Okay. So, um, so I started making calls about, like, you know, getting laser hair removal or, you know, getting certain skin procedures. And I realized they were all way far out of my um, salary. Like I couldn't, I could not afford to get what I needed done. Yes. And, then I, and I said, well, I'll learn how to do it myself. <laughs> and that's all I'll afford to do it. <laughs> and then from there, I just started researching. I got into trade school and I realized once, once I was in that classroom, that I finally found things that I could be interested in, a career that I can constantly learn. Um, and, you know, the, I didn't know at that point what kind of opportunities would present themselves to me through that trade. Mm -hmm. so it did take me a little bit of time to get to, to feel comfortable and confident in who I was and what I expected and what I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, once things started falling into place with the trade school, mm -hmm then, you know, everything just kind of opened up for me. You know, I started really working very hard to get where I wanted to. So once I got, you know, my, my aesthetics license and my medical aesthetics license and my laser license, I tried to start figuring out where I wanted to be, where I wanted to see myself. And I knew plastic surgery. You know, I, I knew that was something I really wanted to encompass myself in. Hmm. It was interesting to me. And I knew I'd have to be a doctor because I wasn't that great at school. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, to modify their goal. So, you know, I, I found a few different plastic surgeons in the area mm -hmm. and I started doing research. And when I found the place that I am now, uh, which is, should I say? Yeah, where go ahead. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm, I'm working, once I found Dr. Giacobbe at WMI Plastic Surgery, mm -hmm. um, he was currently not hiring. I sent in my resume every two to three months for two solid years. Mm -hmm. And in my head, 
I just said one day I, I'm going to work there. I will work there. That's where I want to be. Wow. I'm going to do it. And then finally I got a call um, for an interview. And I was very excited about when I went in, it was an open interview and there were many other girls. And oh, I started wow. getting that, that fear again that, uh, well, any one of these people can be a little bit more qualified than I can be. They could be, they can have a little bit more experience or a little bit more talent. Um, and you know, luck had it that I actually, I just got that job. I got the job. I haven't left since and I probably won't, <laughs> but, but since then, <laughs> you know, everything just kind of fell right into place and I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by mentors that want to help me continue to learn. Yeah. Um, and that's been, that's been a whole exciting part because I grew up thinking I, I hated school. I hated learning. It wasn't my thing because I was never very good at it. You know, strive for 65, strive for just getting by yes. and that's fine. Yes. Um, but in, in this case, anything I, I could possibly be interested in, they kind of buoy me up and say, yep, yep, yep. Let's learn as much as we can. And it's, uh, it's been a really wonderful career so far. And, you know, I'm still young in it. I've, I've been there for three years now. Mm -hmm. Um, but just the, the learning I've done in that three years pretty much encompasses my entire schooling career, wow. which is, you know, something to be said. Absolutely. And Eliza, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love the work that you do? Uh, off the charts. If wow. 10 is what you do, I would say 11. I really, I just really love it. And I love what I do for, for other people. And um, you know, I, I have a huge passion for the science behind it as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. Interesting that you say uh, two things that you say that you were lucky enough to get the job when all those other women were there too. I would, I would, you know, change that language <laughs> just because I don't think um, that you give yourself enough credit because and we don't, you know, as human beings, we think, Oh yeah, I must've been lucky, you know, could have been my something, you know, about me that they loved. Um, that's the one thing. And then the other thing I think um, is you, you took a circuitous route to where you are, but you kind of figured it out pretty quickly for somebody who's only 28 years old. I can say your age, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's only 10 years after high school. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Most people take a lot longer to figure that out. So you were assisted by, um, you know, your, your self-knowledge by, of, of saying this is not what I want to do mom I don't want to go to college but your mom didn't know what else to do so she put you in college like she did her other uh, children um, and you sort of just uh, retaliated by not doing so well <laughs> I would suspect that you could have done better well yeah but you didn't really care and you you in a way you wanted this to happen you wanted to fail Oh, absolutely. I mean, I definitely could have put the power, you know, put the yes. the power to it. But um, I was so uh, detached, mm -hmm. pretty much is like the word I would say that I didn't, I didn't want to and I was defiant as all hell as an 18 yeah. year old. Yeah. I don't like it. Me as a 28 year old going back to an 18 year old. I don't know if we would have gotten along too well. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do grow and evolve, you know, into the mature adults <laughs> that we are. But what I'm saying is what's beautiful about where you are now is you're actually in love with the work that you do. 
and you found your your uh, sweet spot, and you said that you love the science behind it. So it's not only that you love the work itself, you love even the knowledge base that you have to acquire, which was almost what you thought you didn't like about college. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So those are the two points that come out to me very clearly. And what I want to convey to my audience, because I feel that we all have something we're supposed to do. And to the extent that we kind of um, uncover the layers in between, you know, what society expects, my parents expect, you know, we have all these issues going on at the same time. And it can be very disruptive to our self-awareness. Yeah. So you coming to it, you know, in the back door here mm-hmm. <laughs> and then ending up happy at 28 means that you're going to have a whole career life of happiness and success. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, you know, the, the pressure for college still hasn't ended. You know, a lot of people in my life, you know, I, I see myself as being successful in, mm-hmm. in the business that I am mm-hmm. um, because of who I'm surrounded by. But, yes. you know, that still doesn't ever stop that question of why don't you go to school for nursing how about you go to school to this to constantly grow and that that's not my interest you know I want to grow in what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and really become successful in that and you know that's that's where my my heart and my mind both come together and they, they align in that where you know I can spend more money and more time and more stress on school or I can spend that time and that emotion and that passion into the world I'm already encompassed in to grow it as much as possible. Right, right. And the other comment I'd like to point out that Eliza pointed out is that the environment that she's in currently with a great deal of mentorship availability and her the receptivity that she's had with the uh, the people that are above you, I would imagine, um, your, your, the people that are teaching you every day um, is really, really a very important detail that people need to consider is because you can be what you are in another environment and not be as happy. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. About that, um, you know, that mentorship, you know, I don't, I don't think I would be half as successful as I am today if it weren't for my mentors. Like, Lori, um, she, you know, uh, our nurse injector, she is a uh, powerhouse <laughs> of a woman who, who not only gives me that, that, that power to, you know, really do what I want with what I'm interested in, but mm-hmm. she also gives this, this power to womanhood and to really encompassing your emotions and and feeling your emotions in order to put them towards a positive work environment. You know, you know, there's a lot to be said in, in your mentors, in your bosses and the people that you surround yourself with. Cause if, if you surround yourself with successful people, the chances of you becoming successful are are a lot, uh, you know, deeper, a lot bigger. Um, but you know, successful in what is your job to figure out, I think. Correct, correct. The other thing, too, is um, that, you know, you are evolving. This is the beginning of your career, really. I mean, the three years that you've spent building it. Um, But what occurs to me, too, is if you want to go, you know, get brain surgery, you go to somebody who loves to do brain surgery. And so what I love about you loving your work is 
I think the attraction for us who are taking, who are partaking, who are participating in your services um, is that I know Eliza loves what she's doing. So she's got to be good at it. There's a little bit of that connection to people, you know, because sometimes you meet people and they're not happy in their job and you think you must not like your work. And then it's like, you don't want to go to them, you know, probably people in your field who are really not in love with the work. And so the thing that is a very attractive about you and Lori, of course, but, um, you know, is that you love what you're doing. You're growing all the time. You're learning all the time. So you're always on the latest developments in your field. And so I would think that that's a real positive. So when you get out there and market yourself on your Facebook page or whatever you do, you need to, you know, be able to convey how much in love you are with what you do. Absolutely. Because that's an attraction from a marketing perspective too, Eliza. Yeah, absolutely. I fully agree with that. Definitely. And it is easy to love what you do when like, so it goes hand in hand, you know, when, when you're good at your job, you can love your job. When you love your job, you can be good at your job. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so Eliza, just in closing that, um, that self doubt that you had when you were in college and you were trying to figure out what the heck am I doing here? Um, has that modified itself with your current st status? I mean, it's definitely modified itself, but you know, it's still, it's still there. There's always that, that, I mean, I think that the word doubt changed to, to the word humble. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that that would ever change with me. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think that's, that's that point that 18 year old arrogant woman needs that humble. So she doesn't get back to saying, I can do whatever I want because this is how it's always been. Oh. And so, you know, that, that doubt turned to humble, which will always stay with me. And I will always try to put others needs a little bit above my own, uh, for, for work purposes, you know, so if, if somebody, you know, really needs help, I would, I would be happy to work with them to, to help that. Yes. Um, so, it, you know, it, the wording changed, but the feeling, I guess, will always be a little, a little ball of hope is there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's great, Eliza. And like I said, you can plug yourself at uh, J Dr. Jacoby's Western New York Plastic Surgery. Um, Eliza's the, your title there, Eliza? I'm the medical esthetician. Medical anesthetician. So uh, you do everything from, everything to do with? Yeah, anything skincare. So we do our microdermabrasions, dermaplaning facials, microneedling with human growth factors, mm -hmm. um, microneedling with BB Glow, which is like a, a permanent foundation. Um, we do laser treatments, laser hair removal, laser skin tightening and fat reduction. I do the microblading, the eyebrow tattooing. Um, and, you know, it, anything that ranges in between there, anything that you might have an issue with with your skin, you can feel free to give me a call or, or yeah. an email. Yeah. Um, and we can definitely just work to try and, and figure out how to get you to be the happiest, best self that you are. Absolutely. And your testimony to that, Eliza. Thank you. Because you are beautiful <laughs> and happy and successful. So thank you for participating in this. But thank you for your participation. And as I say in closing all the time, uh, this is Dola with uh, Love in Your Life podcast. And I believe it's the only way to live personally and professionally. So thank you, Eliza. Thank you so much for having me, Dola. You're so welcome. Take care, Eliza. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.